My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Hello and welcome to the UK Tech Weekly podcast. It's been a busy week in technology this week with Apple results, Elon's massive rocket taking off and Bitcoin crashing down. So to help me go through all of that, I'm joined by Macworld Deputy Editor David Price, Audience Development Manager Christina Mercer and Staff Writer at PC Advisor Sean Bradley, here to break it all down for you. So first up, Christina, what's Elon Musk been up to at Cape Canaveral this week? Well, um, so his company SpaceX have launched Falcon Heavy, which is um, their rocket, and in the nose of the rocket was his Tesla Roadster. Um, personal. Personal one, yeah, cherry red. And um, also Starman, they're calling it. It was basically a, a test like crash dummy in a full um, spacesuit designed by Tesla. Um, playing as it was going up was uh, Life on Mars by David Bowie. Not, um, Star- not Starman? No. no. Brilliant. Mm. Um, <laughs> and there was lots of little bits within that as well. Um, it had Don't Panic on the dashboard, which is, um, I think, from the cover of Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy, one of the series, which is cool. It's on the towel, isn't it? Um, yeah. And uh, on, on the board as well was a data arc full of, like, basically the history of humanity, if it ever gets found. Um, Wouldn't be surprised if it was just Elon Musk's autobiography. (laughs) It also has all the names of the 6,000 SpaceX employees as well, which I thought was quite cute. Um, So the plan was, um, though, it would launch and it would be on the path to orbit around the sun and then eventually get uh, onto Mars. But um, it went a bit further than it was anticipated. So when they did the burnout, they do three burnouts and it propelled it further than it was expected. So it's nearer Jupiter. Um, so, they yeah. were aiming for Mars and they ended up on Jupiter. They weren't really aiming for Mars, although, I mean, he does love Mars. But it was just like that was, that it would have... So they're just trying to punt it out there as far as they can. Yeah, it's cool. Didn't, some literally people didn't are, care which planet they landed on. Well, some people think it's a failure because it's like, oh, you didn't make it to Mars. But that wasn't the plan, but it was sort of, that's where their calculations thought that it would go to. 
But yeah, I, so I think your standards for failure and success are a bit, are a bit woolly, <laughs> if, you, if you forgive me. If I was sent on a mission to Mars and I ended up on it Jupiter... Wasn't, it wasn't the mission to Mars. I wouldn't be going, oh, well, you tried. You know. <laughs> no, and also, don't, you know, I won't have a bad word to send against Elon Musk. You love you know. Elon Musk. I've written his name with love hearts around it on my notepad. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I can see it, she has. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But, you know, it's pretty cool um, because, you know, it's a private space company that's done this. Um, again, it's just... People are getting excited about space travel, and it's not been like that since, you know, for ages and ages since they're putting people on the moon. Well, the thing is, like, obviously a lot of what, like, was done with the Tesla and the Spaceman Mm -hmm. and all the Bowie stuff and all of that. I mean, it was kind of a publicity stuff. Oh, yeah, it was. But (laughs) if it was, it was was a really successful one. Yeah. Because it really did sort of capture everyone's imagination. Even if it is a publicity stunt, like, I mean, everything went so well. I mean, there was... um, Three boosters, which are reusable. One of which didn't make it back. It like plummeted into the sea at like three hundred miles. Yeah, I saw hour. that. But another, the other t- another success. <laughs> but the other two, um, they landed complete. They landed back on an Earth safely, like, and they can be reused. That and was the just, coolest thing I yeah, saw. Was, it was those landing. It looked amazing. Like, yeah. it looked like something. Yeah, like just not real. Um, so yeah, and then that's just another thing because it makes like space tourism, you know, more accessible. Like, it's not going to be this. I mean, obviously it's going to be expensive, but if it's reusable, it's going to cut down on that cost and just make it more... Well, I heard someone make the comparison. I can't remember whether it, was, whether it was Musk or not, but he was like saying that it was. It would be like if at the beginning of like commercial air travel, every plane, everyone would have to parachute out and then the plane would crash into the sea. Mm. But like now, actually, you can just land it. Yeah. So like if everyone had to parachute out and it crashed into the sea, it probably wouldn't have been a very successful endeavour. So but now it's like every plane lands on the wrong continent. Um, you're obsessing the wrong part such a detail oriented person yeah yeah, but it's also cool because it's like now I think it's classed as the most powerful rocket the Falcon Heavy and it can carry twice the the load of other rockets or the most the second heaviest whatever so instead of carrying just Teslas what what else could it carry could it carry (laughs) anything useful (laughs) it could have carried something probably more useful though but I just thought it was nice like it was nice to get people excited I don't know it is a publicity stunt but I just don't care. Like, no. I just really enjoyed it. It was nice. But as with it. anything with Musk, there, I'm sure that there were some sort of negative takes. Did anyone Yeah. Did anyone say anything critical about this? People were saying that it's a waste of money. Yeah. So, I, I mean, mean, it is kind of a... It is a lot of money. What was, how much did it cost? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Like, like, like billions. <laughs> yeah, billions and billions, but yeah. So yeah, it's a billion. It could be a billion dollar vanity project. Yeah. But I know, yeah, I, I think though that it's something... If I like to think of it as you know as like a pure thing, that was just really nice. But I do understand that people are probably will be a bit annoyed at the money that was. Spent. I saw I saw some people like moaning about the fact that it was money that could have been spent on like dealing with like homegrown problems. But yeah. the thing is, like like space travel and like projects like this are good in the fact that they do sort of expand humanity's horizons. Yeah, and the fact that most governments have stopped investing in sort of these projects is a bit sad so it's quite nice that someone who has lots yeah. of disposable income yeah, exactly. um, is doing something yeah. interesting with it and with musk as well like the other projects he has like this solar city and stuff like that that's obviously an amazing thing to do like you know bringing solar power to the forefront and also you've you know, hit your hook line and sinker i know i love them <laughs> and then also the you know his partnership on ai that um you know to create like a standardized sort of system so ai doesn't you know, horrifically yeah, he take wants to over kill the switch, world, doesn't he? Yeah, so he's he's got thought behind everything he does. I think hopefully. I think the most important question 
when it comes to Musk is um, is he or is he not a supervillain? <laughs> he's definitely a robot, I think. But I'm someone was like, cool "Oh, um, I wonder why he's developed a rocket and shot it in space for no discernible reason." Yeah. So somebody wondering if he actually committed a murder. Like, not actually a crash test dummy inside that suit. That's amazing. Yes, that would be great. That would be quite a good way to get rid of a body, wouldn't it? Very good. Mm. Yeah. Did he, how did he pay for this then? Is it is it just literally out of his own pocket or does he get investors? Um... I know a lot of it's out of his own pocket. I'm yeah, not sure. It's all but... his PayPal millions. Yeah. Mm. And Tesla. Tesla, yeah. Um, but I'm sure I'm sure there's some massive investors as well in SpaceX. Yeah. I do quite like the idea of somebody being fabulously wealthy and then just being a bit silly with it. Yeah. And just thinking, well, what, what should I spend? Well, Musk has just made, he's made Richard Branson look a bit, Stupid, hasn't it? Because mm. he's kind of done everything that Branson did, yeah. but Richard he's done Branson it better and bigger, bigger and bigger. Yeah, Richard Branson's one. I don't know. I I got told that it was like so. Yeah, you you have essentially what was it like a a big aeroplane, like a powerful aeroplane that will go into like near space, and then the rocket goes from there or something. It just seems silly. Yeah, you like kind of <laughs> you do it. It is it is the essence of space tourism in yeah. that you just kind of. Do a bit of space. You can say you've done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like just uh, done. And you, you have yeah. a little bit of like you have a few minutes of non-gravity, and then you come back. <laughs> and they never deliver it, do they? It's like uh, they kept on saying, "Oh, it'll be next year, it'll be next yeah, year." Yeah, still. I yeah. mean, he's still working on it, but he seems to be more interested in Hyperloop now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do we know what they're doing next? I mean, this seemed like Musk obviously said that um, he did not expect this to be as successful a yeah. launch as it was. Um, so I guess they're kind of ahead of schedule. Um, are they just gonna sort of keep keep testing? Yeah, I imagine so, and probably try and do it in a make sure all three come back, three of the boosters come back, yeah. and just keep going. But it's a really big success. Like, they said they ride this wave. I read that they're they're actually going to launch two sort of private citizens in space um, sooner than they thought as well, oh using this technology, which is well, um, isn't his yes. like um, man on Mars thing twenty twenty four? As well, so he's probably got to get cracking on that. Yeah, I mean that's a bit, that seems <laughs> ambitious, especially if he's if he's overshooting it and hitting Jupiter. At the <laughs> <laughs> that's such a colossal mistake. It wasn't. How are you not? No, because it wasn't. It wasn't. It, the plan wasn't like right. We're going to go to Mars. It's just like you know. Oh, if we can, if we can, that's what we'll do. The plan was we'll go to. The plan a was we're going to see what happens. You know. You've got to be specific about these things. No, You'd be I'm pretty not... gutted if you were like going to Hawaii and you ended up in <laughs> the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. I got, I'm, not, I'm getting on a rocket that he isn't even sure which planet it's going to be. Yeah, no. no. I was channeling um, BA brackets a bit there, wasn't I? <laughs> I ain't getting on no I ain't getting on no rocket. Um, cool. I'm going to um, canvas opinion on this. Um, I haven't prepared, so I'm just going to say SpaceX... Or space. Next. What? Next. <laughs> Good. That. David Price. I don't know, really. Oh, we know what, what you, do you are. Think? You're a space next. It's no, not specific not. enough. No, I, <laughs> no I, I, love, I love the idea and the dream of space travel. And, and it makes me really... I'm, I th- I'm the same as you, Scott. It makes me really sad when people start going, oh, well, you could have spent the money on a hospital. Mm. And you think, no, they wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Well, if, they, no. if they hadn't done this, then they would have just spent it on advertising or something stupid. So I, I love what he's trying to do. Um, I do question whether it's as good as people say. I think he's a very good PR yeah, he's, stunt. Mm-hmm. He's good at that. Um, so is there one in the middle of the two things? No. Space. No, never is. E? Okay. O- okay. I think they're that. Space oh. okay. I'm going to go SpaceX, obviously. Yeah, with a heart around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm down for SpaceX as well. Uh, it's, I mean, someone's got to do it and governments aren't and he's got the money too and the power behind him and he's got enough presence to sort of make it stick, I think. So it's all good. Nice. Okay, going to take a quick uh, break and then I'm going to come back and talk to Sean about cryptocurrencies. So Sean, uh, Bitcoin. Might have been a bubble. Who knew? <laughs> Might have been a bubble. Who did know? Uh, yes, uh, it's been a spicy uh, start to the year for uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies across the uh, across the board. Um, so we started off the year at about $800 billion market cap for all cryptocurrencies. And in the course of a month, that dropped to $280 billion, <laughs> um, which is a sizable chunk uh, down. Uh, and now we're now back up to $400 billion, And I think over a course of 24-hour period, uh, the, the cap for the entire market went up $100 billion in 24 hours. It's a roller coaster. It's nuts. Definitely stable. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's yeah, a liable investment. Yes. Um, so it's hilarious to watch. Perhaps not so hilarious if you've got money in, uh, if you've no. got skin in the game. Um, the interesting thing is that Bitcoin that itself... That is a phrase, Christina. That is, <laughs> that is an I'm established not, phrase. Yeah, I know I'm new, but I'm not making it up. <laughs> and you. <laughs> um, so Bitcoin itself uh, has a huge impact on the market because it's paired with almost every other currency. So um, you can only trade fiat currency or pounds or euros or dollars for Bitcoin and Ethereum and a select few others which means that if you want to invest in the other 1,500 cryptocurrencies that are floating around... That's probably more than we need, right? Probably, probably <laughs> more than we need. <clears throat> you can you have to first buy Bitcoin and then trade into the other currency from, from that Bitcoin uh, that you've bought, um, which means that if the value of Bitcoin goes down, it will drag almost every other cryptocurrency down with it. So the entire market moves up and down um, with Bitcoin as, as it increases in value. So, um, yes which makes the whole thing incredibly volatile. Um, I think Bitcoin has about 35% of the market cap for all cryptocurrencies, so it's a massive player anyway. Um, as to why it happened, um, it, it crashed very hard due to a number of things. I mean, there's usually a dip in January. Um, the stock market itself is going down as well. The Dow Jones had its biggest ever uh, loss in a day recently as well, um, which uh, could have impacted. There's also a lot of uh, rumor going around that India and China were banning cryptocurrencies. Um, I think the um, the Great Firewall of China was uh, adding um, all foreign ex- cryptocurrency exchanges to it um, to protect its citizens, um, which is kind of a fair call as um, ICOs, which are how most coins get started. Um, there are a lot of scams going on where sort of millions of dollars are being taken out by sort of fake projects i've been enjoying um, some of these yeah like, there was they, they've just got more and more brazen as they've gone along there was one the other day that was literally called something like fake coin yes and loads of people invested in it and then they just took down their website and just put lol on their website <laughs> yeah. and ran away with everyone's money and it's yeah. like oh you invested in fake coin and you got scammed with <laughs> yeah. <laughs> their dogecoin for a bit Dogecoin exists. Dogecoin exists. Yeah, uh, that's that, gotta be a scam. It, well, it, it, well, if it is, it's a long game. It's a yeah. very long game. It, it was actually going up. It hit two billion dollars Dogecoin specifically <laughs> recently. <laughs> um, and I think that the, the CEO of Dogecoin set out and said it was insane, and said that's a really good snapshot of the cryptocurrency market when a coin that hasn't had a software update in two years can reach a two billion dollar market cap. Um, so as long as it's not a bubble, everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were talking about this. Was it four or five weeks ago? Yeah, and there were people genuinely saying it's it's definitely not a bubble. It can, there cannot be corrections. There cannot be what do you call it? Uh, it can't, the bubble can't burst. 
And now it's just it's the same as every yeah same yeah. as everyone that said read, that in the past. It's, I read that the was it Lloyd's banking group yeah. that yeah. said they weren't going to take they're not taking it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Then other, yeah. Yeah, they won't give you credit to buy crypto anymore, um, which is slightly odd. Although I mean, it's, if you're getting credit from them, they can decide if they give it to you or not. But um, you can go to a you can take money out, go to a casino. Mm-hmm. With the credit card, but that not, them not letting you invest in crypto seems like an interesting spin on that. Are they kind of taking yeah. like a moral moral stance on that then? Um, I'm not sure. Their stance. I think they're trying to stay out of that as far as they can. As to the reasons why they're doing it exactly. Yeah. But um, if if you can gamble on a credit card, I don't, don't really see why they wouldn't let you buy cryptos. Um, but I mean, who knows? With this whole ICO um, sort of scam. Um, and with it not being a bubble, the fact that you can... I mean, half this technology doesn't really exist yet. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's so speculative. So people are throwing money at ideas yeah. rather than at something that actually exists, which is the reason why people can invent a coin and mm. write something down on a napkin and get millions <laughs> of dollars in, in, in funding. You know, the post office down the road has a, like a cash machine, but it's obviously not a cash machine, but it looks like a cash machine um, for Bitcoin and another one. I can't remember what it is. Ethereum, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. There, yeah and there's like, I can't remember what it is, another one, but... Um, How does that work? I've not seen it. It's, I don't know. I went, it was, it's so weird. Just, just like, hmm. What do you, like, plug just buy it. or something? How does that... They don't exist. There's no. There's no physical. Well, no, it's not obviously. Yeah, it must just obviously. I don't know. I didn't go on the machine. That's too scared. We need details of this. Program. I know. I have to get back <laughs> down that post office. Yeah, um. it's really hard not to be. Um, I told you so about this, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> You're so really smug, and you have to remember that people are losing <laughs> loads of money out of it. But we did say, we did warn them. Yes, I think that even some, even most people who had money in it thought it was a bubble as well i mean because it's just it, it couldn't not be you can't yeah they were putting money in that they'll be willing to lose anyway surely yes but it, it's also if you're putting money in, into what something could be not what it is that almost defines what a, what a, a bubble is yeah, it's gambling yeah i guess the problem with it is that so many people that got into it basically thought that they would be able to uh, get out at the right time yeah. Yeah. that as soon as it does drop it's a real aggressive follow first sort of mentality where the whole herd kind of gets out and that's why you have these huge great big dips yeah, yeah it's a cliff um, and of course the, the whole market isn't regulated yet which makes it that much more terrifying um for someone who doesn't really know what they're doing so the further this moves towards mass adoption the more people get into it that don't really understand it which means that the people that do can take even more advantage and yeah it's um it's an interesting space to watch, certainly. So, do it. It, it hasn't. It hasn't com- like it hasn't completely burst, has it? Um, so, do we reckon it's going to sort of get back to some sort of level of stability, or because it, it? I mean, it got out of hand in terms of like each coin was worth like a ludicrous amount at one point, wasn't it? So, is, are we going to sort of see like a new normal now, or like a reset, or or is it just going to keep falling? Um, I think it's kind of a bit early. The, the dust has yet uh, to to have settled from the recent uh, mm. palaver. Um, yeah, it, at one point it was worth just under uh, twenty thousand dollars a coin. It's now, as of the time of me speaking, uh, eight and a half. Or that could change by the time I leave the room. It's quite, um, quite the drop. Yes, um, but um, now that the drops co- come off um, and the co- correction that needed to happen has happened, um, there's sort of speculation about another bull run coming in at the end of this month, where it will charge back up again um, and. The interesting thing about Bitcoin is that unlike certain other projects, it doesn't have a use outside of the fact that it's a currency, 
So um, there's another project, for example, called Origin Trail that is aiming to be a blockchain solution for companies to track their products using the blockchain technology. So it, that has a practical real world use that looks to solve a, a problem within an industry, whereas Bitcoin really is just aiming itself to be a digital currency. Um, it's right now being used almost like a middleman currency. So if you want to trade between other currencies, you will go via Bitcoin. So that might help um, prop up its wealth for longer. And also compared to a lot of other currencies, the there's only can only ever be 21 million Bitcoins, whereas other currencies can have almost a billion. So what happens when people get to 21 million? Or um, does it just get progressively more difficult to mine them as yes. you get closer to that? Yeah. So I think, I believe that the last Bitcoin will be mined, I believe it's 2048. Yeah, it's quite, quite a distant yeah. projection. And it gets progressively harder to mine the coins um, as the um, encryption on the blockchain gets more complicated. It will be harder to mine each each coin. Um, and then we're ultimately just using the Earth's resources to create a make-believe currency. Yeah, using ludicrous amounts of electricity and GPU power. Yeah, and CPU it, power. Makes, it does make me a little bit angry. Well, well, that that is the that. most annoying part about yeah, it. it. And, and luckily that's actually starting to like come to the fore now and people are starting to become aware of the impact that Bitcoin mining is actually having on the real world rather than just it being sort of a, a ridiculous sort of thing mm, yeah absolutely cool yeah. so um bitcoin bubble not a bubble but is it time to buy now that's, that's the question i want to ask yeah you i mean this might sound weird <coughs> after what i've been saying but um, there's always a good time to buy just after a fall and yes just working out when the fall is finished in in my uh humble opinion and also i mean i'm not a financial advisor and also no one can predict what's going to happen tomorrow disclaimer um, yes dis- yeah. disclaimer don't listen to me do um, not listen to the uk tech Weekly podcast for investment <laughs> for advice. investment advice yes um but i think uh, i don't think bitcoin is going away and i think it will go up again and um, there's speculation that it could reach even even higher highs as it gets into uh, wider mass adoption. Thing is, you can't get in on the floor anymore. If one coin is still, even though it's slumped, one coin is still what like six, seven yeah, grand, it, yeah, about eight and a half thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So go and buy a few. You know, yeah, rush out now. Yeah, it's pocket change for you, isn't it? <laughs> Jump change. Jump change. Yeah. Um, Dave Price, Bitcoin bubble, not a bubble. You're not doing the Bitcoin shitcoin nah, classic. Don't love it. Uh, bubble, obviously bubble. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go bubble. It's, it was definitely a bubble and still could be. Brilliant. Uh, going to take another quick break and then we're going to come back and talk about Apple for a change. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience 
every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. David Price, Apple. Still rich. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, somewhat. Um, they made more money in the uh, first quarter of 2018 than any other company in the history of the world, as far as I'm aware. In the history of financial results. Mm. Yeah. um, How much they make? $88 billion. (laughs) Uh, It was the revenue, and $20 billion of that was profit, which is pretty good going by anybody's... um, It's not bad at all. ...estimates. Um, And yet people did still did the hot takes Uh, about how disappointing it all was. the, The stock actually didn't jump massively did it even it, well, it went all over the place yeah i think it was actually down by about 10 percent at the end of it all um yeah people analysts of, are still analysts seem to still be upset about the iphone 10 they are so it's, it's a funny thing um apple said that the iphone 10 was its top selling iphone over the quarter um but people are still consistently saying it was disappointing that's not by units is it uh, yeah, it was. I, it think was. It, I believe it was by units, but that's only comparing against other iPhones. So yeah. you could say that the 8 and the 8 Plus were also disappointing. Oh, yeah. But as as a quarter, um, iPhone unit sales, as you said, were a little bit down, but revenue off the iPhones was up. Which is just because they're real expensive. They are even more really expensive than normal. And I think that makes the iPhone X um, a success. If you, if, you, if you release a radically more expensive product and it sells sufficiently close to as many that mm-hmm. you're actually making more money, then that's that's all right, isn't it? Um, and they've got they've got a load of exciting things coming up. The iMac Pro is only in that quarter on sale in that quarter for about a couple of weeks at the end of it, I think. And they only need to sell about ten of them to make twenty billion in profit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. The home pod is just out now, so that's gonna be coming in. There's a new Mac Pro coming. Um, I would say everything in the in the garden is rosy, but Of course. Of course, people, people obsess yeah. obsess over iPhone units, um, yeah. and they and they just keep saying iPhone units are a little bit down on the same quarter last year. Therefore, and then they start drawing graphs, and you know what happens when people draw graphs, Scott? Everyone gets mad. It does blow my mind that a company as successful financially as Apple can never seemingly report a financial quarter and get a positive reaction, yeah, even could- when they break the record for revenue, yeah. people are still not satisfied. They're not. I think it's because people expect even more. So they, they um, I, just, I couldn't get over it. They, they made their predictions for next quarter, which um, they said 60 to 62 billion. And that's, that's significantly up on the same quarter last year. So that seems like another good prediction for another good quarter. But they're all angry because they all expected it to be 65 billion in Q2. So they're yeah. saying, well, that's a weak guidance, a weak guidance that it's up on, what was it last year, 52 billion. So that, that will be another strong 
year-on-year increase. It's getting really Wall Street in the UK. <laughs> it <laughs> it is. is. Oh, yeah, it is. Weak right. guidance. <laughs> Weak guidance. And if We've you had have... bull run. We Weak have. guidance. Bubble. I don't know if that's a financial term. Um, we are, yeah, we are getting into a territory that we're not normally covering. Um, but it, I, yeah, you're right. It's, it's just it's absolute madness. They've done really well, particularly with iPhones. I would say because it didn't seem like it could keep going. It no. seemed like we'd hit peak iPhone. Everybody had an iPhone. This can't go on. They had a couple of quarters down a couple of years ago when they were down year on year. It looked like the graph was going down again. Um, this one is slightly down year on year, but they made more money off them, so that's good. They've actually managed to make money out of iPads. Yeah. Everybody else has found that tablets basically a dead market. Their their sales were up. Apple unit sales and profit were up for iPads. Uh, Macs were a little bit down, but I think that's mainly because the iMac Pro, like I said, was only at the very end of the quarter, and they hadn't done much else beyond yeah. that. It's just been really good. Um, you mentioned the twenty billion in profits, and um, that bolsters. Uh, Apple's ludicrous, ludicrous cash pile. Huge cash pile. Um, Two hundred eighty-five billion dollars. Brilliant. That they can just sitting on. Um, so I've heard that they're going to be paying out some dividends, which is good for um, the Forrest Gump Apple <laughs> stock owners out there. Yeah. Um, oh, that guy that sold it at the beginning. What's his name? Ronald Wayne. Probably not sure. Um, um, but <laughs> does this also mean um, that Apple are going to go on a bit of a shopping spree in yeah. terms of acquisitions? That's, so they've, they've said they want to reduce their cash pile to roughly zero. So they're going to give some money out. They're going to pay some tax. They're going to repatriate some money. They're going to build some or one new HQ, mm-hmm. which they have. They're being a bit saucy about it. Actually, they're being a bit like Amazon. Oh, you've got. Amazon are basically doing a bit of a battle royale with all the mayors in London of um, of America, and they yeah. can all fight to have the Amazon HQ. I like to think of it more like um, like they're they're kind of presenting themselves to lots of suitors. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, I like that. Yeah. it makes it a bit yeah. nicer, doesn't yeah. it? A bit happier. Um, Apple has specifically compared themselves to Amazon and said they're not going to do that, but yet they haven't said where it's going to be, which I can only assume is going to lead to all sorts of offers of favourable contracts and all the rest of it. What, like when Ireland offered to not let them pay any tax? They, they didn't want them to pay they the tax. They were so tax. angry when the when the EU said that they had to. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't pay us the tax. We'd rather have the employment. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. So they're going to spend some money on that. But yeah, that leaves a load of money to be spent on acquisitions. And so I'm quite interested to think, well, who do you people think they should buy? Are there any rumours? Oh, there's a, there's the usual one, you know, Spotify. Sp- I was going to say Spotify. Mm. Netflix. Netflix, yeah. Like, oh, could yeah, they afford course. Netflix, though? Or they got could they afford Spotify? Yeah, yeah, maybe not. Rob thinks they should buy Adobe. I think that's a bad idea. Yeah, I think that's a bad idea. They could buy Slack, but I think that's a bad idea because that's not their thing. It's... Yeah, I think Microsoft should buy Slack. Yeah. What do you but think? But they spent all their money on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. I cannot. I cannot get as as um, amused by LinkedIn. No one as my friends in the history of the earth has ever got excited about LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> but you remember ITV buying Friends Reunited, right? Yeah, that was the best one. It will yeah. never be as bad as that again. So yeah, they got loads of money. Everybody else hasn't got loads of money. We should talk about Twitter though. Yes. Twitter is making a profit. Yeah. Mm. I don't know how much. Um, Snap also had a really good quarter. Yes. Snapchat, um, which is which is quite shocking. Um, yeah. It, I'm guessing with, uh, I haven't looked into it, but I'm guessing with Twitter and with Snapchat, it was a, an uptake in ad revenue because that's the only way they do make money. Well, they make money by ruining the service. 
and the service I have noticed has become particularly awful recently. Oh god, don't even so get that's probably good for the bottom don't line. Don't even start. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't planning to have a Twitter rant. No, please don't have an, an in person Twitter rant. <laughs> um cool. Yeah. Well, Is there anything else you want to know about? Should I tell you about the Apple TV? Yeah, go on then. Apple TVs are selling like hotcakes. Are they actually? Well, they so they Apple are a bit um, coy about Apple Watch sales. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit surprised that you haven't had your your usual dig. I was waiting. The old Apple I was Watch. waiting for you to bring it up. Yeah, they, so they put Apple Watch in a category called other products. They don't they don't report, <laughs> they, don't re, they don't report it separately like they do the iPhone and the iPad and the Mac. Um, and other miscellaneous products. products. <laughs> um, other products is up 36% in revenue, but it also includes Apple TV, and they just launched the Apple TV 4K. So uh, even though Apple says that the Apple Watch Series 3 had really good sales, and they, they do that in quite vague terms, they sort of say um, it sold at twice the volume of the Series 2, but we, we sort of know that the Series 2 Apple Watch didn't sell particularly huge volume. Yeah, I think it's all the Apple TV. I think that's what they're selling that's making them the money in the other product. And what was going on with um, services? I know that seems like a nerdy question, but it's, no, it's, it's definitely going to be important now that um, the Home Pod, don't I got that right? The Home, yes, um, um, has come out because a lot of people are saying that the Home Pod is is sort of a gateway into the services in terms of iTunes. And right. Apple so this music. is this is very interesting. All right. So first of all, the numbers um, services, which as you said, contains Apple Music, Apple Pay, App Store, iTunes. Um, can't think of anything else uh, iCloud, iCloud. Um, storage um, subscriptions that made eight and a half billion dollars um, so that in itself is is like the average fortune 500 company mm-hmm. uh, and that's up 18 percent. so they had a good uh, quarter but in terms of the Apple music homepod thing I, I heard um, a very convincing argument that they're using it the other way around that um, that the logical process is lots of people have iPhones they all have Apple music um, installed on them from no, it's part of the, the music mm-hmm. app that's pre-installed so if people are going to get a streaming service and they've got an iPhone they probably get Apple Music it's sort of the easiest one it's right in front of their face and once you've got Apple Music this was what's his name Thompson at Stratechery exactly wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Ben Thompson yes um, that once you've got Apple Music then there's only one speaker that makes sense if you've got if you use Spotify um, yeah the, the Apple HomePod is ridiculous you know it can't be used for well that's Spotify. what puts me off can't use it as a Bluetooth speaker. You just basically have to use Apple Music or mm-hmm. AirPlay, what's on your iPhone. Um, so it's classic lock-in, you know, walled garden Apple behaviour. Mm-hmm. But it, it, there is there is a thought behind it of the funnel from iPhone to Apple Music to HomePod. And that's the end point is the HomePod because that's a very high margin, very expensive speaker um, that I think could work, but we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll I mean, hear about it next quarter. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty premium. You gonna buy one of them? Uh, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> you're, no, you're a Spotify man, aren't you? I like, yeah, I like my, um, I like my Echo, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty wedded to Spotify, and it costs uh, a third of what the HomePod does. Yeah. Audio quality crap. <laughs> yes. That that wasn't like me saying that the audio quality of UK Tech Weekly probably is, is though. Probably is. I'm sure you're all listening to this on crystal clear audio. Yeah. <laughs> Um, can't I can't really do a round for Apple, can I? Because I don't really think there's anything you can say because they just broke all the records. But, but you could invite hot takes. You could say try and try and pick holes in Apple's results. I challenge anyone to do so in a way that I cannot demolish. That sounds really fun. Mm. Uh, 
I'm not going to bite, but I think. No. Right, cool. That's us for today. Thank you for joining us. Uh, if you enjoyed this, then please remember to subscribe and tell your friends. Um, but for this week, goodbye from everyone here. Bye. Goodbye. See ya. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tapiphone.